can we all agree that Bryce Young is an undersized quarterback? Try to prepare yourself for that. Apparently, it's not something you can prepare yourself for. You just, no matter how many times you hear about it, you're still going to be surprised by it. And and I was trying to think of the best way to describe this phenomena. You can prepare yourself for some things as much as possible. And then still be surprised when you see it for yourself. And and the, the best way I could describe it, and I, it may not be a perfect analogy, but stick with me on it. Uh, I grew up in Hawaii, okay? Uh, spent uh, six or seven years uh, on the windward side of Oahu. And we grew up prior to that on the East Coast. So what happens is uh, your friends, your family, will come from the East Coast to visit you in Hawaii because now they have a place to stay in Hawaii. Uh, if you thought there was going to be more logic behind that, it's just kind of simple. They don't have to pay for a hotel. They can stay in the guest room. They're there. Um, it's a long flight, but what happens is right when somebody is coming to Hawaii, they spend months leading up to it because it's a, it's a cool trip. It's an exciting trip. If you haven't been and you have the means, there's no better place in the world to spend 14 days than Hawaii. Just take the two weeks and go there. Hit me up first. I'll give you all the, the, the advice and things you need to do and places you need to go. Yeah. Place to stay. Food you need to, eh, depending on how many, like if a couch, I got, I got friends. All right. Fair. Uh, but here's the thing. For the three, four months leading up to a trip to Hawaii, you're looking up snorkel trips, right? You're you're Googling uh, the mo- travel channels, most beautiful beaches. You're you're setting your screensaver as a Hawaiian uh, isolated beach or a mountain or a hike or a ri- uh, uh, a waterfall and a luscious green rainforest. Like it's it's what you do. Then you get there, right? And and we would drive to pick up our friends at the airport. We'd have the lay waiting for them. You you put it on. You do the whole thing. And on the drive back from the airport, you go into a tunnel up in the mountains. And when you come out of the mountains, when you come out of the tunnel, there is this wide expanse of blue water with the the lush green steep cliffs and mountains, and it's a thing. And everybody, the first time they see it, act like they've never seen a picture before in their lives. They come out of this tunnel and it's like, whoa, I'm like, it's that, that picture is the screensaver on your phone right now. But it's one of those things that you just, no matter how many times you, you try to prepare for it, you can't, right? I don't know if they thought the, the crystal blue water when they saw it in person was going to be like murky, like, like Atlantic city water or something like that. A little bit of trash in there, but, uh, but no, it is, it is crystal blue and it's unbelievable. I'm not saying it's as tourist attraction is that i think bryce Young's size might be the hawaiian waters of of football players height and weights we know bryce young is small we spent two three four months leading up to the nfl draft obsessing over nothing but how tall and how or how short and how svelte this guy was the biggest news coming out of the combine was not which wide receiver is going to run a 4-2. It was not which, uh, you know, giant was going to jump 36 inches. It was what will Bryce Young weigh in at? We've had these conversations, yet, and we watched him at Alabama for whoever knows how long, yet he plays in one NFL game, and one of the biggest, most dramatic responses I heard was, wow, he did look small out there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We knew that. 
Ryan Rosillo was on his own podcast. Uh, you may remember him from his time on ESPN Radio, now doing some stuff with The Ringer. Here he is talking about Bryce. My God, does Bryce Young look small on an NFL field. It's alarming. He is alarmingly small. And I know you're saying, well, wait a minute. This is new? First time watching him? Yeah, it's the first time watching him in an NFL game. It happens. And I, I, I stress this all the time. Whenever I'm doing all the draft stuff and I love going to the combine, there is no replacing the value of just seeing bodies next to other bodies. Like you can know what a guy's listed at. You can know what he weighs in at. But sometimes it's like, I don't like his shoulders. Or why does his ass look like that? Or does he have thin ankles? Does he have thick ankles? Does he have long arms? Why is, is he skinny fat guy where he thinks he's tough, but his wrists are really small? That might be a personal thing. So I'm just, when I, when I saw Bryce Young out there against Atlanta, I'm like, dude, this guy looks so small. Yeah. He doesn't look small. He is small. We knew we knew this. Yeah, relative to the NFL? Yeah. And and yeah, exactly. Uh, for for an NFL quarterback, I should yeah. I should clarify. Just like some guys are underpaid. They only make 900 grand. Like it, it's all NFL related. Mm-hmm. Uh Brian Burns is underpaid. Not not compared to you and me, you know what I mean? But uh but he's small for an NFL quarterback. We knew that, Ryan. Mm-hmm. And and saying on an NFL field, it's not you know how, like certain gyms and like basketball they'll play on like a small court, then when you get on the big like the big high school game court, it's like, "Whoa, he does look kind of little." No, the football field is the exact same in Tuscaloosa, Alabama as it is in Bank of America. Yeah. It's the exact same dimensions. It, it, the players, trust me, his offensive line in Alabama was not looking up to the the Carolina Panthers offensive line like, man, I hope I can grow to be your size one day. Mm-hmm. They were the same size, give or take a couple pounds at each position. Not a single play in that game was affected by his height. There were no passes batted down at the line, at least not that I recall. The, 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 every throw he made would have been a good throw or a bad throw if he was 6-4, just like he was 5-10. That, that, if he starts having his passes batted down at the line, or if he starts missing games due to routine hits because he's small and he's getting hurt, then we can bring it up and go, man, he is little. Until then, like, you know, it, it might rain in Seattle. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Carry an umbrella, Right. It's hot in North Carolina in the summer. It's hot in North Carolina in the summer. If you walk outside, your glasses might fog over. Yeah. That's that you, you don't be surprised by it. Right? If you're if you're walking out with glasses in the morning when it's hot and sticky, don't be carrying a box that you need to use both hands because you're going to be blind for a couple minutes. Like and if you get caught in that situation, that's on you. You knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Right? If if you watch a Bryce Young game and you can't get over the fact that he's small, where have you been for the last 2 years? When he went out there and took the final snap of the national championship game that the the uh, Alabama Mac Jones won that year, he went out there and took whatever final snap or two. He looked small then. If you were surprised when you saw him then, fair, because you had no reason really, unless you're really big into California high school football, you had no real reason to know him. By now, he's five ten, a little under two hundred pounds. If it affects the game, talk about it. If not, it's old news. It's old news. And it didn't affect the game. He made his mistakes completely independently of his size. He made his good plays completely independently of his size.
It's not like, oh, if I was 6'4", I would have saw Jesse Bates. You were 5'10", and you didn't see Jesse Bates. If you were 6'10", you would have not seen Jesse Bates. Or I actually think you did see him. You just misjudged the depth on, on where he was standing and how quickly he could get there. Got some bad news for, for Carolina Panthers fans. Um, and it's nothing breaking or anything. Don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, odds movement. Odds movement. In a bad division, the Panthers got out of the blocks extremely slow. Now, that's not to say they can't catch up, but it is to say Vegas no longer thinks they are really a threat to catch up. Uh, before this season, the Panthers were the second betting favorite to win the NFC South. Saints were first. Panthers slotted in closely behind them as the next betting favorite to win the division. After one week of the season, the Panthers are dead last in betting odds to win the NFC South. They're plus 850, Tampa plus 600, Atlanta plus 175, New Orleans plus 110. That is a, a very stark contrast to where the Panthers were not long ago. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out why. The Bucks, with Baker Mayfield leading the way, beat the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota despite 150 receiving yards from Justin Jefferson. The Saints, with Derek Carr leading the way, gritty, grindy, all that gross, hard fault, whatever you want to call it, one-point win over the Tennessee Titans and the Falcons. Panthers fans know what happened there. They beat the, the, the Panthers despite the passing game not getting much going at all. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, essentially nothing burgers. Now, it's not all over, okay? It is to point out that you're now quite literally going to have to go against the odds if you're going to get back in the mix. You are quite literally going to have to get uh, go against the odds to get into the mix. The context of the division matters for our joint expectations, right? The only reason we were considering them a possible playoff team in the preseason, the only reason that was a question that was asked, the only reason that was a conversation we had was because that division is supposed to be bad and it's still supposed to be bad these teams although every other team other than the panthers won they weren't out there uh you know lighting the world on fire and changing everyone's thoughts of them but that's part of the reason why the panthers were in the, that conversation so now if you considered when you were propping the panthers up if you were considering what the rest of the division was bringing to the table so now we have to continue considering what the rest of the division is bringing to the table and recognize that the Panthers are a game behind everyone. They're a divisional game behind the, the, the Falcons. And that's not good, okay? It's, it's tough to make up games when wins are going to be hard to come by. I was watching uh, Steve Smith Sr. on a podcast. He was making a bet with the podcast host. Uh, it was uh, PMT. They're making a bet with those guys that uh, – the over-under they set for the Panthers was four wins. Oh, wow. That's an ugly total. Yeah, that's very ugly, seeing as how they got to five with Matt Rule <laughs> twice. And, and the number of preseason was seven and a half for mm -hmm. the, the Panthers. So, so and this, this uh, the, the four had been a, a recent podcast. So it's, it's one of these things where it's like the expectations for where the Panthers are going to finish in the NFC South mm -hmm. dramatically changed based on week one. Now, part of that is just because, you know, you're you're game back, right? 
if you if you play exactly the same as everyone else from this point forward, you lose the tiebreaker by way of week one, right? It's it's just it's it, you're starting. If if this were the starting line, you're you're giving them a head start. Well, things could also flip because you have a divisional game right here this coming Monday night. You flip things around, okay? You get back you, to even. You get back to even. You got to win well, to get back to even. Everybody else, they they they've bought themselves a little wiggle room against the Panthers. That's what's so hard about having two divisional games to mm-hmm. start the season, especially when you got new head coach, rookie quarterback, all bunch of new faces, bunch of injuries. Yeah. Things you have to deal with. Injuries everyone has to deal with, but but still, like having to face divisional games in week one is difficult, let alone weeks one and two while you're still trying to figure yourself out. But I, I, I'm i going to fight back against the injuries happen to everyone. Okay. Uh, they do. So I'm fighting back in a weird way. All right. Uh, they do happen to everyone. I think they are more impactful new coaching staff mm. early in the season. Fair point. Um, right? The, the, the starters may have enough reps to understand what the coaches are asking them to do. The backups might not. So if if you are um, a Steeler, right? Mm-hmm. Just about everybody knows what Mike Tomlin's looking for. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of Steeler fans believe they should believe they should have gotten rid of their offensive coordinator a while ago. Oh, they, Matt Canada. Yeah, they, they, they should have. They didn't because that's the most loyal and stable organization in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but p- part of it that comes with that is if you have an injury, everybody that from the moment they've stepped on onto that that facility. Everybody knows what is expected of them. That starters, backups, like there's there's no room for mental errors up there. And I could rattle off some Mike Tomlinisms, right? The standard is the standard. If you're a blinker, cut your eyebrows off or whatever it was, eyelids off. Um, you have to do the routine things routinely. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is accepted. With the the Panthers, they've been going a million miles an hour to make sure just the starters could could be close to knowing everything that their coaching staff is asking of them by week one. So then when injuries happen. The backups are going, oh, geez, right? If the starters only know 80%, we're, we're checking in at like 15 because we haven't been getting reps. So I do think the injury injuries in general happen to everyone. Injuries hurt teams at a different, like, uh, impact. Mm-hmm. One, one of my uh, nephews is big into Pokemon. He's all about, like, you know, how much your defense, whatever. Okay. You know what I'm talking Like, they, they play the cards. I don't really understand it. Sure. But it's, you know – Against this Pokemon, it might hit 15 impact damage level. Against that Pokemon, it might hit 30 impact damage level. And I don't think those are the appropriate words. We'll go with it. But my point is, if you have a new coach, the same injury. Like, if if the Steelers and the Panthers both both lose something like their starting right guard for the season, I think it'll impact the damage level will be bigger on the Panthers than it would for the Steelers, even though they're both – dealing with injuries right Mm -hmm. injuries hit everyone it just they're more impactful with new coaches 